0: Hi, everybody. Today, we have Tom Sargent, the founder of Expensive JPEG. Firstly, I think, Tom, we I would really want to start off with why the name Expensive JPEG and where did this come from?
1: Uh, I guess the name Expensive JPEG just because it was funny um, in in the world of NFTs, it is. you know, especially at the beginning. There was a lot of criticism <laughs> about people. You know, why would I spend money on just a picture of an ape or, you know, whatever it was? And yeah, I just found it funny. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of, I guess. I, in the years that come, it will be a throwback to, to when, when we first started. When it all started. So obviously Web3 is a huge, <sighs> huge term at the moment. It covers, you know, NFTs, crypto, DeFi, protocols, infrastructure, metaverse, the yep. list goes on and on and on. And what we focus on at Expensive JPEG is mostly around helping projects. Um, build communities and do marketing. So mm-hmm. I've been a marketer for a long time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I dare to mention. Yeah. But um I've been very focused on originally starting in crypto and then moving into NFTs and the metaverse for the last four or eight years. Mm-hmm. Um either personally or professionally. Um, and yeah, we help all sorts of projects that need a leg up. Um, you know, when you're starting a project at the beginning, there's so many things for you to focus on tokenomics, the art it- you know artists that you're working with partnerships Mm -hmm. all of that Uh, so we just try and alleviate the burden of having to worry about the more mainstream marketing activities that you Mm -hmm. need to do we also have some in-house sort of expertise when it comes to web three peculiarities in marketing mm-hmm. so you know th- there will always be the need for things like lead generation and funnels mm-hmm. and yeah. seo and mm-hmm. the, what yeah. i now call traditional marketing mm-hmm. um but there are some web three
0: by the way that is such a good perspective because that's what i think <laughs> as well now like in my yeah. daily job as a marketer uh, most of my side hustles are related to web three startups and as soon as i yeah, into that same. it literally seems like i'm going from like just shifting a timeline or something yeah. you know yeah
1: it is it is so, Uh, it's the same it's the same as when you know the internet came around Mm. people would say okay well why do I need a website or Mm. you know why do I need a social media account or whatever I all my people come from word of mouth or adverts in the newspaper or whatever Mm -hmm. and people have to learn to change to become digital and they have to learn to change to become social and if you said to you know a company quite often particularly with the metaverse people say well why do I need to buy land why do I need something Mm -hmm. in the metaverse people will never use it and it's going to be where your brand lives and where mm-hmm. your people and the customers come from. So start thinking future, proofing yourself, you know, that's, so, so we also have, yeah, like I was saying, we've some Web3 um, experiences and skills in-house. Now that everything's brought in on a chain, um, there's a lot of transparency that mm-hmm. we can we can use when we're identifying our audiences, building up campaigns to target particular people. We can look at transaction history, we can look at purchase history,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, all that kind of stuff is another layer of marketing which didn't exist before, exactly. before that is, well it, it may have existed compare. but it would be very hard to get a hold of it is,
2: it is
0: i mean again because nobody would really like you know like disclose their. no
1: one would would no. show you their bank account though no. yeah.
0: but now they have no choice because it's, it's just out there it's... anyways exactly, but if you yeah. we were to like compare um because again as a marketer this is just out of personal curiosity as well uh, if you were to compare your, let's say, marketing experience in Web2 and now working mm-hmm. with, like, how does that journey look like for you right now?
1: It's a good, that's a really good question because it's very um, different mm-hmm. in different ways verticals or industries at the moment. Some brands that we work with are only getting into Web3. They don't really see it as, as a viable you know, return on investment at the moment. The fashion industry is a great example. Like other than Nike and Adidas and a the couple, there isn't a real need for like ASOS to be in the metaverse or something at mm-hmm. the moment, but they're doing it to show that they're forward thinking. Yep. Um, and they know they're probably going to make a loss on it, but one day they will So there's that. And then there's other brands that are genuinely making, you know, very good progress in Web3, um, particularly anything in finance industry is mm-hmm. very well tested now um so it totally makes sense for like mastercard and visa and stuff to get involved in crypto because they can see how it's changing and mm-hmm. um, so yeah th- w- when dealing with brands there's a very big mixture of how people respond to web 3 and where their journey into mm-hmm. Web3 marketing starts or stops, I suppose. But it's it's the best, then the approach we always take is, we always do, in, in, in traditional marketing, I've always done discovery pools of clients where you sit down for an hour or so and you work out if it's a good fit between the two organizations to With Web3 at the moment, those, that hour is more like three hours because there's a certain mm-hmm. a level of education that has to come with it. And quite often, well, no, not, not super often, but occasionally, we've been speaking to a brand and they're like, we want this metaverse place and we want to have a game in there and mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff. By the time we've finished the three hour conversation, we've worked out that actually there's no Web3 elements to what they want. They want a video, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be on the blockchain at all. Yeah. So they can save themselves mm-hmm. 500,000 and just make a game, make a mm-hmm. web game. Yep. Um, it doesn't need to be Web3 enabled. Mm-hmm. Other people, they, they see the benefits of Web3 quite quickly once you go through that educational stuff. But yeah, it just shouts out to them this is what they need mm-hmm. to
0: do. I really appreciate that you mentioned the education part uh, because right before we started this call, we were also talking talking about how as marketers we're so Science. used to the jargon in our world yeah and then when you come into the web3 it's an added layer of complexity right yeah. and uh, yeah. the reason why i really wanted you to come on the series is also because you bl- bring in oh. that simplicity to this complex
2: world okay, oh yeah.
1: thank you yeah, i i try and keep things yeah. simple as we can mm-hmm. i can't remember who said it it was probably like einstein or someone, but if you can't explain something simply then you yeah. don't know it well enough exactly um, yeah. but then
0: like i really want to know like how because again the perception of web3 yeah. right now you know for any newbie or any beginner, is just like uh, I don't really understand. It's too hard to get in. You probably need a certain skill set to get in. I don't even know which brands do I need to work for or the companies or whatever. Yeah. So if you were to you know talk to them in terms of how to bring in the normal, not retail investors, but normal people, you know layman, let's yeah. say people who are just basically starting off their careers or whatever, uh, like yeah. how would you recommend them to get into this uh, you know Web3 domain?
1: Basically. I guess the first place is, is to start doing a bit of reading. There's loads and loads of excellent resources out there. Mm-hmm. I just finished a, a series of posts where we mm-hmm. looked at a new a Any new web three project, web3 project yeah. every day for 30 days. Which mm-hmm. gets, that was really exciting. Great mm-hmm. way to learn about them. But yeah, go and read whatever aspect of web3 you're interested in, whether it's crypto or NFTs or Web3 games, yep. type that into Google followed by the word Canon, mm-hmm. and someone will have made a compiled list of all the best reading that thing. Or Google Gabby's web. Three reading. It's a free Notion page that has just a, like a library of information oh. on it. And it's not all super scary technical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's real world Thing as well. So my first point would be yeah, go and learn what it is that you want to learn about and, mm-hmm. and get the basics and the foundations down um, and then I would say go and join a community that's doing something you're interested in. There's a community trying to do everything at the moment. It, it doesn't have to be a DAO, yep. um, it can just be a, a nice community but whether you're interested in you know, helping plant more trees, there will be a Web3 project out there that's raising crypto funds to plant more trees mm-hmm. or whether you're interested in simulated racing or yep. fashion or I don't know brewing beer or whatever it is there will be web free communities out there that are trying to do it go in make some friends you know 15 or so new friends and then you will start to uncover how these things work in the real world and then um, maybe if you're you know risk averse enough you might start your own community and you might start yep. your own web 3 project mm-hmm. before you know it you'll be selling pictures and you'll have all, a whole team of wallets and yeah it'll be built up very quickly that's that's all that these big companies are you know you see board eight mm-hmm. um, it started with just a group of like-minded entrepreneurs that were like, okay, instead of doing fundraising, why don't we sell some pictures? And those pictures will give you access to our community and they'll give you access to events and mm-hmm. stuff. And then bam, look at them now they're making millions every month. To yeah, it
0: really feels like it's also challenging the sort of a traditional VC
1: setup. Yeah you know? yeah it's it's in a big way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: NFTs and DAOs and crypto in a certain mm-hmm. way has become a replacement for dc yep. funding mm-hmm. it's essentially crowdsourced funding exactly. um, and that's kind yeah. of that's kind of the underlying or one of the underlying principles of web 3 is this crowdsource yeah. element I'd, I'd say if you had to if you had to if you only choose three principles mm-hmm. to define web 3 yep. one would be transparency so mm-hmm. you can see everything one, another one would be democracy so you have a fair way or you know, no, matter, no matter who you are if you're a millionaire or a porter you can vote on things as long as you've got your stake in that and then the other thing would be a yeah, community so those are the three things that are different in web3 that you don't have necessarily in every web2 project
0: but i really want to touch upon the topic of communities and i really like that you highlighted it quite a few times uh, during the last 15 minutes already which i really like uh in terms of again you know when you want to start in web3 i really like your advice that join a community right but let's say with yeah. you or someone who is building a community sort of responsibility that's on your shoulders is completely different and um, the community on a Facebook page is very, very different from now where in Web3, you need to sort of build this engaging community on the Discord, right? How would you like compare that sort of an experience in terms of building communities and also the essentials of building Web3?
1: So uh, first of all, a quick caveat is Mm -hmm. a Web3 community doesn't have to be on Discord or whatever. Um, Discord is just the tool for you to communicate and Mm -hmm. listen to your teammates and your community in fact one of the things i quite often encourage with a client is really think about your audience as individuals because sometimes if it's like a fairly young community they might be more comfortable on discord they Mm -hmm. like instant messaging they can share funny gifts it's great if you're then if your audience isn't that and your audience is like you know 50 plus year old hedge Mm -hmm. funds managers they're not going to join a discord even if they did they're not going to talk they might prefer you know a daily email like the Milk Road or something like that, where they can get updates on the project from a daily, and, and they like email format. They like open. So think about your audience before you just say, oh, it has to be a Discord, or it has to be a LinkedIn group, or it has to be, you know, that's worth mentioning. But um, yeah, as, if you are a community builder, the main thing that you need to remember is that your purpose is to provide interesting content and engaging content um about the project you can't just go here's the discord everybody mm-hmm. get in and then they're all in this room and they're like okay what are we doing it. Mm-hmm. um there has to be some kind of structure and you need to provide constant you know updates and stuff mm-hmm. i think again going back to the crowdfunding piece if you've ever been part of a project on like um fund me or what's the other really famous kickstarter that's kickstarter, it yeah you will see that someone, like, let's say you like, you know, I like big, bo- I like board games and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I've joined many Kickstarters for a board. You don't just get the initial post and then you give your $20 and then you wait a year and it comes out. They update you as you go on. And they're like, here's our stretch goals. This is our roadmap. This is what we're going to do if you add another 20 pounds or we're all meeting up in LA or whatever for the launch. Mm-hmm. That's how you need to think of your Discord community as well. You need to constantly be giving them updates, give them more information, encourage them to discuss and feed back what is good and what what you know, the direction of the company should be um and then you'll have a good engaged community um, too often you see nft projects where They've got a Discord community with you know 10,000 people, and 9,000 of those people will buy the NFT, mm-hmm. wait two weeks, sell the NFT, yeah. and leave the Discord. That's not a community. That's mm-hmm. like a, yeah. a big auction house. It's not mm-hmm. a community. yeah um, But we're starting to see those sort of NFT flipping projects die off because the crypto crashes <laughs> scared them away. Basically, which is good. Talking about it's,
0: it in a bear market that hits home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's been burned at some point. Yeah. But do your due diligence and don't join it. Don't join. <laughs> (laughs) An open house join a
0: community. I really love that. I really love that. But also, Tom, talking about uh, joining a community, and also, you know, there's so many projects every now and then you keep hearing about that you've also been posting and sharing so much about, which is really, really good uh, in terms of, you know, curating that content and putting it somewhere for people to just go out and see what's happening, um, you know, Web3 part. Uh, But I would really want to understand, like, for example, now you're working on different projects as well, right? Uh, So in your case, how do you choose your next project to work with in Web3? Considering projects that you will see will be like, oh, we're going to be, you know, that yeah. Then, you know everybody's looking out for uh your next how
1: oh, do i do it yeah i am quite childish i suppose <laughs> is the best word i very easily you know i see a project and i it's oh, amazing and i go for it and then I, I kind of need to pause let myself sleep on it and then come back the next morning yep. otherwise i'll end up fighting into every project I'm but back. have some fun with it as well start small <laughs> um Pick projects that are inspiring to you. Right. I would say actually a- another good thing to do when picking a project is forget about the financial aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it as a way to make money in you know a quick turnaround. Sometimes too many people see this as just a money grabbing yeah.
2: you know,
1: mechanism. Don't so just like you shouldn't buy stocks just for the money in return. Mm-hmm. You should buy as Warren Buffett says at a fair price for a fair product. So buy products that you believe are good that you're interested in and that sit well with your personal values you don't sense. just buy for money so yeah I, I mean this some of the big bigger projects that i'm keen on at the moment are all sort of around sustainability and things like yeah. that so nice. planting trees for um, yeah. sustainable fashion practices and things like that i'm That's very cool. big on at the moment mm-hmm. um, I have been burned in the past but, You know, mm-hmm. part of the journey
2: really? well, um, the
1: yeah. yeah exactly And yep. it's good to fail every now and then
2: to a, learn. Yeah.
1: And, and another another thing particularly in web3 a lot of projects held up by the founders mm-hmm. so what you can do because they're all their transi- transactions are open and yep. stuff if you find a founder this you know you've joined a project that they're on and you thought yeah that was a really great project go and see what other stuff they're also interested in because more often than not you might have the same values as them and you'll find a bunch of projects that they're also involved in mm-hmm. you trust them you might have a bit more trust in the project um, it's a good good one to do so That's if you really find good. a good set of founders kind of copy their portfolio I guess mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> you know coming into a new space from, from scratch in a sense like moving from let's yep. say web 2 marketer now to web 3 there's a lot of things that you have obviously had to learn as well right uh, and again learning on the go like we mentioned earlier yeah but I would love to know like what are the challenges that you are let's say going through right now in terms of your career, yeah. like, you know, like how are you dealing with that at the moment?
1: i say one of the biggest challenges we're facing in a lot of areas because of the current crypto climate is is source of fundraising. And uh, we have what we call a runway in mm-hmm. business, which is basically, you know, we've got 10 people, we pay them this much, how many months can we go for before we run out of money? How long is our runway? And there's an interesting sort of way of thinking about it is, okay, so let's say we can run this project for 30 more months At what point in the next 30 months do we have to go, okay, this is not going to work. We're going to run out of runway. We're going to crash. Or, okay, I think this can work, but we need to raise more money. Because you don't want to be raising during a financial recession or a crypto crash or anything but so you've got to keep your runway as long as you can so you can keep going until you can get to a point where you can go okay let's go and raise more money and extend this runway that's a challenge at the moment Is trying to balance up fuel that's in the tank so you're still Mm -hmm. able to go and how far you can get before you go okay we're gonna either pull the plug or we're gonna go in Um, a lot of companies are struggling with that because no one wants to raise, go and ask a bunch of people for money yeah. when everybody else is struggling for money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It becomes, it's going to be very hard. Very true. So that's a big challenge. Um, I think another challenge that we're facing quite often is there's a lot of negative press from different industries. I work with quite a few blockchain gaming projects and you would have thought that the gaming community would, mm-hmm. as a whole, would love Web three. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. I can make money out of all the silly yeah. hats and shoes and guns like that I doing, have.
2: Yeah,
1: but they're really against it. You know, gamers are really against it. Um, and they have a lot of good points. You know, I, I'm a big gamer. When I've had a long day of work, I like to unwind playing a video game. I don't want to now have to think about the economy of what I'm doing and the social aspect. I don't. Sometimes I don't want to do that. what I want to do is plant the little plants and grow mm-hmm. them right. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to think about how much they're going to be worth, and also. A lot of blockchain games are crap, basically. Um, developers need to make sure they're putting the gameplay first over the economy, uh, the tokenomics, the NFTs. Mm-hmm. You need to build good games. And then, yeah, okay, maybe they'll be pretty good. Um, so that's another one, I suppose. But I, I think it's a matter of time gaming and, and Web3 collide mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if Pokemon Go, when it was at its release and at its peak, was... Um, was Web three enabled and had NFTs you could collect and things? Yeah, the whole world would have adopted NFTs overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: They would have been so behind it, but it true. wasn't the right timing.
0: So. That's very true. But I feel like since you worked in many different verticals as well within Web three, like let's say you have now you know more yeah. into sustainable fashion. Before that, you also have experience working with Land Vault, and then now you're yep. also in it as well. So you have the different perspectives to give, right? So yeah. I just want to understand more about the experience that you've had with different verticals and also if you can talk about your experience with Landvolt as well.
1: Um, I'll start with Landvolt. So my experience with Landvolt was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was originally a, a gaming tech company called AdMix um, mm-hmm. and they were putting uh, real world adverts into games. So rather than having a pop-up ad and you've got to wait for a little X and mm-hmm. you click mm-hmm. it, Instead, you were driving around a city and you were passing billboards and bus stops with adverts. So it was a very good way of generating more passive income for mm-hmm. game developers by having basically product placement, Google ads, but in 3D. Exactly. yeah, yep. And you can see how that easily translates to things like the metaverse. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So AdMix became LandVault. And now I think they're the world's biggest metaverse builders. They've got some 150, 200 Web3 developers, which is mm-hmm. insane. And yeah, they do a fantastic job of bringing brands into Web3, educating them, yep. nurturing their their brand presence. Um, and yeah, they're just a fan- they were a fantastic company to work with, and they're gonna take awesome. over the world. I'm pretty pretty. pretty mm-hmm. Kind of briefly touched on this: like different verticals have a need to be in Web3, and some don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's uh, it's slowly being taken over. We've seen the luxury fashion industry has taken off. They've done so well. Um, we've seen a little bit of uh, sort of the automotive industries. We've seen mm-hmm. a couple of like electric vehicle launches been also yeah. done on the metaverse. Yeah, music industry is doing really well.
0: I am actually genuinely um, so excited about that. <laughs> the music yeah. getting on the, I'm super excited
2: about that one. I mean,
1: we've had we've had festivals and 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 gigs yeah, yeah, and stuff sure. in, sure. in the metaverse, which has yep. been cool. Yeah, generally i guess so the biggest industries are probably the fashion music and then maybe gaming if you don't Mm -hmm. include finance are probably the three big ones at the moment but i'm sure it won't be long before we see exactly tech releases mm-hmm. um the events and entertainment industry you know i'm looking forward to film festivals in the metaverse oh,
0: and man, that would be really cool
1: That'd sports festivals so it's coming it's slowly yeah. going to be branching into mm-hmm. everywhere much like the internet took over everything as well
0: awesome. but if it imagine... might be a while
1: before your local coffee shop is in the metaverse you, know, can
0: you imagine? How that would be? <laughs>
1: i don't think they can afford it quite yet but maybe one day
0: <laughs> one day <laughs> yeah but I think my last question for you, Tom, and I swear, this has been amazing, you know, just get to know. Oh, about thank you, I've enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Thank you so much for that. But I think my last question would be since um, this series is more catered towards people in their 20s, and I feel like people yep. growing up right now are in a really good spot of learning about different, not just verticals within Web 2, but also Web 3, right? So yeah. I would really want to hear more about your side and your perspective on what you should, uh, what you advise, actually, uh, that people in their 20s should invest, let's say, their time, their money and their energy. The
1: best um, investment you can make at any age, but particularly when you're young, is yep. in, in yourself. So that's why it's worth going to get an education. Um, and really take the time to think about what you enjoy mm-hmm. and what you want to spend the rest of your life doing. Mm-hmm. It, don't, it doesn't have to be set in stone. Just yeah. sit down you know, once a week and have a think about mm-hmm. where you want to go and where you want to be next week and next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put the time into learning about what you need to achieve that. Whether it's becoming a farmer or it's becoming mm-hmm. a web you know, guru, just sit down and think about the stepping stones you need to get there. Um, in terms of financially investing, Always do your due diligence, and this isn't financial advice, but um, take a look, particularly now that we're in you know, a bit of a, a crash and a bit of a recession, have a look at the projects that are doing well
2: mm-hmm. and have a
1: look at the people that are behind them and the tech behind them and see what else they might be involved in as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's times like this that gave birth to like Amazon and Apple and Google and things like that is mm-hmm. they saw... An opportunity, and that's yep. where they group up. So yeah, do your research, but have a look at what companies are succeeding in adverse conditions, and then see what else they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty good way that's to so go. Um, and yeah, but I, I guess another thing is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Have yep. have some contingency yeah. plan, have a backup. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yeah but but yeah, I don't don't worry about things financially too much. Do. Invest in good things and the returns will come in one form or another.
0: Um, Just being a little more mindful about it, basically.
1: Enjoy yourself and don't worry about the dollars so much. Mm -hmm. They'll come in time.
0: Awesome. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tom.
1: Thank you
2: for having me. It's been been good and good questions. I've enjoyed it.
0: Thank you. Now, I'm really glad that you
2: took out time for this. Thank you so much for that.